They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Talking all. What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? I'm right. Uh, a cold Nestle Pure Life bottle of water. <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> man, I um. Delaware's slipping. They still don't have that. I need that. Bro, this this thing touched down today. We're one week removed from the release day of Steve Austin's new beer, the the Lager. Um, released on three sixteen. So a week later, we're recording this on the twenty third of March. Several friends, whether it be other marks or people that just like beer, or people that were fans of the Attitude Era, have been hitting me up on socials or via text about this beer. I've been hitting a bunch of distributors that I know regularly have the IPA. This one guy I knew through sneakers hit me up early this morning, and he was like, yo, Beer Mill, which was a brewery uh, a block away from my apartment, and he goes, their um, word is they're going to have it around 4 o'clock tonight. So I'm expecting they're going to have a couple cases or whatever. So I'm like, 4 o'clock? I'm like, uh, this guy's name's Alex. I'm like, Alex is going to be pulling up there. I'm on my way to pick Valentino from school. I usually try to get there around 2.30, 2.40. And I'm pulling up. It's like 2.20. I was like, I got some time. So I go swing by Beer Mill, hit all the aisles. As I'm about to walk out, the guy's like, hey, can I help you find anything? Like, by any chance, do you got that new El Segundo broken skull? And I literally, to get the words and say lager instead of IPA, it almost was a hard, hard to formulate out of my mouth. So he's like, actually, I might. He's like, here. So I go walk with him. He's in the back. There's a pallet. This guy's taller than me, and it's coming up. It's coming up to his pecs, and he's ripping away the saran wrap, the plastic that's holding the pallet down. He digs in, and he pulls off a four pack of the Broken Skull Lager, and he's like, "Hey, is this what you want?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I'll take a case of it." And he kind of gets this stupid look on his face. He's like, well, "Hold on." He's like, he grabs the case. He's like, "You want a whole case?" I'm like, "Yeah, like six four pack." All right. He grabs it, brings it up to the register. He's like, "Well, give me a minute." It's not even in the system yet. He grabs his manager, who I see in there all the time. He comes up. He's like, are you Alex? I was like, no, I'm, I'm Eric. But I was like, I know Alex. And he's like, are you buying these for him? I was like, no, nah, I'm not seeing him today. He's like, well, he called. I was like, I got to save him at least one four pack. I was like, oh, did you only get one case? So there was only one <laughs> case at a very popular Westchester distributor. And I got five out of the six four packs. So, um. This is not my first one of the evening. Of course not. Been, of course not. It'd be, it'd be out of character if it was. Uh, check the American Syndicate Instagram for a very brief review, <laughs> but it is great, refreshing beer. Happy I got it. I still prefer the IPA. Oh, the really? IPA okay, that's better. my next question. Yeah, but if you if you like lagers, like Prep, Prep's going to love this. Okay. I FaceTimed them after my uh, second one earlier, and I was like, yo, this is, this is you. And, uh... My brother wanted a review, so I FaceTimed him, and he, and, uh, he was anticipating. He, he wanted, like, as much as the lager, but he wants to try it, or as much as the IPA. Okay, so hopefully by next Sunday they'll have more. Well, worst case, um, you know, yeah, if I, if you're back, you know, if I see you next weekend, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll save you at least one. Thank you. Because I know, I, I know it's going to kill you to not drink that. It's, it, eh. <laughs> I'll be. I'll, I think I'm gonna do some more beer shopping this weekend. Okay, that should be good. But I'm looking forward to it now. I got something to look forward to. 
So outside of beer, which is always, um, you know, a popular topic, what else is new with you in the, the, the realms of the squared circle? Are you watching anything new outside of the ordinary this week? I actually didn't watch anything really at all. Um, I did catch up some of the weekly clips from Raw and SmackDown and Dynamite. Of course, it just happened tonight, so I, I, I caught some highlights from Rampage. Um, I spent a lot of my time this weekend. I was trying to dust off my Series X. So I played a lot. I talked about last week how I got WWE 2K22, and I played that as much as I can. And I really think that game is really... um. It's really brought back the hype in wrestling video games. It's really good. They re- okay. it's a little it's probably a little foreign to you now, but um they revamped like the the grappling system. There's like these combos that lead into actual moves now, and the graphics are fantastic. Um, because I've had all the SmackDown games and all the 2K games, and especially lately since 2K took it over, even I'll probably say even the late SmackDown in 2010 games, I feel like a lot of them, they got real repetitive and um, it wasn't a lot of fun after all, all the time. It didn't have a lot of replay value, but this game I think really has a lot of replay value. And like I said, the combo system's great. The grapple system's great. It just feels like fun. You know, like people you complain about playing in the Thunderdome. You don't have to play in the Thunderdome. They have the regular arenas as well. Don't now. The only thing that does piss me off is that the pay-per-view arenas are, the thunder, not not the Thunderdome, Thunderdome, but they're like the stage is like the Thunderdome stage because there was no stages, so that's why yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that. So that does bother me a little bit. But people in the create in the, um, the creation suite, they're great at creating their own arenas. Like I saw somebody, I'm not sure if you've seen because somebody did the Dynamite stage in the game. Okay, in um, Russell I've Ma- seen little clips on the gram. Yeah, so in in, in his spot on TNT logos and everything. Russell is it Ma- easy for like? To, can you get that? Yeah, oh uh, yeah, it's it's all in the thing. When you go into Creation Suite, you just type in what you're looking for, and like it'll it already comes up as like the t- most downloaded thing. So like if you type in AW, you'll see all the Dynamite stages. Like, they'll even do Revolution. Some people have done WrestleMania 17. Some have done like the old school Raw stage. It's re- it's really neat. The Creation Suite, it really is. So with that, the only complaint I have with it is. The Rey Mysterio showcase mode, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Especially, I like, I like the way he did it too. So, so now, instead of just playing the game with the details, they have like, I mean, with the objectives. Now they have the objectives, but when you do the objectives, it leads into the actual match. So like, you'll have the video game version of the match, and then when you complete certain objectives, it'll jump into the actual match that happened. So that's really fun and nice to actually watch instead of just going through just the match like you had to do and just complete all the objectives. Now you kind of get the um, the, act thing, the, the, the actual... Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah Rey Mysterio is actually telling the story when it cuts into these match cut scenes as well. But the only nitpick I will have is there are so many things missing from this Rey Mysterio showcase because they don't have certain guys on the Legends contracts. For example, the first match is the Halloween Havoc Cruiserweight title match with Eddie. Fine. And then it jumps to Eddie and Rey at 21. And... Some, there's a lot of glaring holes in there because that's, what, an eight-year difference? And, for example, I feel Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle should be in that from SummerSlam 2002, his first pay-per-view match. But so Angle, Angle didn't get picked up on it? Angle's not on a Legends contract. Oh, wow. He doesn't have one. Because I remember he said that on his podcast a while back that he's not he doesn't have Legends deal, so he's not in it. And then, so that... Is he, is he like, of, like, the mind frame that he didn't want one or he wasn't off? He, he turned it down. He turned it down. Wow. Oh. So, like, that match isn't there. The, the WrestleMania 22 triple threat isn't there. So, after you do WrestleMania 21 against, against uh, 
Eddie, you jumped to Judgment Day 06 against JBL. And then there's like a, some obscure stuff. Was that, that for a title? Yeah, it was for the world title. Eddie, Ray was the world champion at that time in 06. Okay. And then like, it jumps to some obscure stuff. Like he has a match with Kane at Cyber Sunday 08. A match with Batista on episode of SmackDown. Um, he fought Undertaker at Royal Rumble 2010, which is a really good match. And there's like a couple like modern things. They hit a ma- like match with Grand Metal League and Samoa Joe on a Raw in the, over the last couple of years. But I definitely think they missed a lot. But it's only because of the guys they couldn't get because they weren't on the Legends deal. But I, re- I highly recommend the game. It was sold out in my area. Like I, they had me, dr- I would have to drive 45 minutes to get it. So I just I had some GameStop points. I bought a gift card. I just redeemed. I, I just, appreciate that you ain't got the physical copy. I didn't. Oh, you didn't? No. So they told me, like, I went in there with confidence. Like, I redeemed the coupon on my app, GameStop app and everything. And then he said, oh, we don't have it. I'm like, really? Then he checked the closest one they had. And he says, like, 30 to 45 minutes away. I was like, God, well, I'm not doing that. So he told me how to do it. It's like, well, you, I could sell you this gift card or Xbox gift card. You could just buy it digitally. I don't like to buy games digitally. So I, but I ended yeah. up just doing it. I know Dan bought it digitally. That's yeah. how I've seen it. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, so like, I was like, you know what? I'll just buy it digitally to avoid the hassle because I was shocked that nobody had, especially in the area. Because especially by my job, there's two GameStops within the area within like five minutes of each other. None of them had it, even by my house. I live across the street from GameStop. They didn't have it either. The mall didn't have it. So I was like, God, well, I'll just buy it digitally. But definitely a fun game. It's definitely has a lot of replay value, and I'm looking forward to playing it. Like, um, I played some stuff with Scott Hall. We talked about figure stuff with X Pac, for example. They have X Pac in the black and red gear. That we talked about, okay. which I think is a lot of fun, and um, the WCW stages are fun, and uh, it's just a really overall good game. I'm definitely enjoy playing it. That's all I did this it's, really weekend. It's funny because we're always talking about that Xbox in black and red gear. So I have for the longest time, I got these. I always switch majority of my collection and what they're stored in, but I would save for the past. Five years, if not more, majority of them has been in these uh, boxes for my job, which are like the, what you would get a case of paper in. And uh, I've always, for the longest time, I used to have, when they didn't have as many of them, the NWO and DX Elites in the Asics Wale IC title special box. <laughs> because when I bought it, I got both boxes. So it was a box and a box. Like you had the GR Asics box holding the shoes. So I was like, I'm going to do something extra with this box. So it was cool to me because it was just one shoe box, and it was easy to access, and boom, here's my Shawn Michaels and the other DX guys. But then as I got more and more Shawn and more and more Triple H elites, I was like, all right, well. Then I was like, all right, well, I'll just keep their DX figures, and then everything else will go somewhere else. Recently, I put all Triple H's together, all Shawn's together. So it was the Outsiders and the Outlaws in it. But then recently... And then I realized I didn't have my Razor Ramones and I didn't have my Diesel, so I tried putting them in there. I'm like, it doesn't all fit. Hmm. And then tried configuring because I have a, a shoe box from a retired pair, one of the Nike slide boxes or like, like the slide out boxes has all all my Undertakers. I was like, I need to get like another box. I had this uh, um, this small plastic container I used for um, a bunch of stuff I took to Dwight that I, I like traded to him at their action figures. Well, I ended up, I was trying to put all my Hardys in there, and then I, I kept, like, figuring out, I was, like, trying to move the DX stuff, and I kept running past the black and red X-Pac uh, basic. An underrated and, or, well, one of the best basics since, you know, the basic line is 
long dead r.i.p <laughs> and when i tell you when i was i was so mad when the uh the reveal came with the dx army gear underneath was his 99 cane gear i was i was so upset i was so hurt wrong red and black gear yeah, so well, I can't. I mean, it holds. It makes the basic still good to me. Yeah, it does. When like it that was, basic was great. Yeah, so I'm happy because at that point, if it, if it, like there's a road dog basic from there's a road dog basic that came with the Triple H gear from the DX Army set. Mm-hmm. So the DX Army, like once I knew that was revealed like last year that that was in a render, I got rid of that with the SummerSlam basic. So those two Triple H's were gone. So I got a an extra so i have um two dx basics just that black and red xbox and the dx with the road dog it's an underrated figure where it's got the barcode dx shirt classic 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 well to hop off the figure topic for a moment we do have a few questions this week which is pretty rare used to be a common thing on the show <laughs> but uh sleepy sleepy prep wrote in sleepy a few prep. questions sleepy prep wanted to know one of the hottest topics in the world right now is member of the Rhodes family. Where's he going? Everyone's saying Cody signed with WWE. We're going to assume that's the case. I don't know if he's going to be showing up in a revived ring of honor. If he's going to come back to AEW, but book the ideal scenario for Cody's return. And I'll let you take this first. Well, I'm going to be boring because I think they're doing it right. Now I, I know I don't know I don't know how you feel about how they're doing it. I know you would do it different, but I don't know how you I don't know how you specifically feel. But I think this is great because if you look at everything in hindsight, they've been not even just with Rollins. They've been telling the story with everybody of everybody getting to WrestleMania. They did it with the women. They did it with um, Nakamura and Rick Boogs. They've done it with just about everybody on the roster, just getting, yeah. trying to get them to WrestleMania. And Rollins has had the best journey to get to WrestleMania because he had that awesome triple threat tag. Well, first of all, he started with Roman at the Rumble. He started teaming with Owens. They had the tag match a couple weeks ago on Raw, which was amazing. And then, as distraught as they were, because that was like their main chance, that was their last chance to get to WrestleMania. And then, but later that night, Owens found a way to get himself to WrestleMania. And then him and Owen, him and then Rollins ends up facing AJ on Raw to get the WrestleMania to face Edge just to get on the card, and loses by disqualification. Amazing, perfectly. And then even his promo after um, after the match was great as well because he's like, "This is bullshit," which is amazing. So and then the whole crowd's chanting for Cody and stuff. So it's like it's building the anticipation. Now to add on to this, what I think should happen is I don't think we should see Cody on Monday. I don't. I think that one of the officials, probably Adam Pierce, comes out and says, you'll have a match at WrestleMania. And we don't see Cody on Monday. We see him on night two, late in the card as possible. Maybe maybe not semi maybe not semi main, but before the semi main. Make us wait as long as possible to build that anticipation to have Cody I mean to see who Seth Rollins' opponent is. Just to build the anticipation because we always say that we want to be surprised. We want to, we want moments. If Cody comes out on Monday, I don't really think that'll be much of a moment as if he just comes out Sunday and Rollins doesn't even know who he is. So I personally like the way they built it. I think they 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 built Rollins and every every superstar of, of the story of getting to WrestleMania. Rollins has been booked the best way with it. So just have him wait it out till Sunday as late as possible, and that's how you get Cody. 
I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. Um, <laughs> really? I, I think the matches, the build, I think the build up has actually been good. Okay. I will admit, there's been a lot of other talk shows or podcasts where a lot of people are crapping on the stipulation they did last week on Raw. I get it. They got, they do, they, they gotta have, they gotta fill three hours of weekly episodic TV. The whole, I can see how a fan, now especially somebody, and we'll get to this in a later question, but if you're removed from the product, and let's say you're like me, you, I watch a three hour Raw in under 30 minutes every <laughs> week because I'm fast forwarding because I don't care. But I watch two hours of Dynamite and I fast forward the commercials. And like days I start late, and if I do skim through a little bit of entrances and matches, like, or not matches, just like a little bit of like, maybe I'll get 30 seconds after the commercial and I don't rewind, like, I'm mad at myself because I want to enjoy the show. Um, I never feel that way with Raw. But that main event segment, which never matters, it never matters. I've been watching it the past couple weeks because what if, are we going to see Cody? Are we going to see him? So I do feel like, now again, I'm going to sound like a whiny Mark, but I feel like I get hosed a little bit because I watch this product and then I'm expecting something and there's nothing there. So at this point, I do fully agree because we had this week. All right, it's going to be Owens versus Rhodes. I'm sorry, Owens versus Rollins. Owens is, has this segment with Austin. If Rollins beats him, they're best friends. If he beats his best friend, he gets a segment. Well, that's not going to happen. So I, I'm going to stay and watch because obviously Owens is going to go over. What's going to happen after? Nothing happens. So, all right, well, next week, maybe it's going to happen now. So obviously – I do hope exactly what you said. I hope this coming week, there's no reason to see. There's no reason there's to see. None Cody. whatsoever. Honestly, I want to see watch Raw because Brock's a WWE champion. I should see Brock on Raw, and I, I should see Brock and Roman need more Raw interactions at this point. Like they're jobbing out Balor, who's the new U.S. champion, who should be a focal point on the show. There's no singles division champion. The main, the main focus championship-wise on Raw has been RK-Bro as the Raw Tag Champions. Um, I do agree it should be something on night two. I feel like that would make sense. I feel I, – I don't think – I think Adam Pearce should come out. My only nitpick, I would say Adam Pearce should tell Rollins next week, you don't have a match. Like, they should escort him out. I think he should try the same thing on, on um, night one. Maybe put himself in the Andre the Giant oil, <laughs> and he loses. He's the last person to get eliminated. Night two, um, night two, we get him in him and Cody having a match some way somehow. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be an awesome pop. My only thing is, I'm sure it'll be a good match, and I'm being a mark when I say it. I want them to have a match. I want it to be a good match. I want Cody to go over. And as good as the match is going to be, can they have a, a storyline that goes on or goes down later? Man, I want Cody to do something else. I want him to have the match, and I want him to call his next shot. I mean, if they got us waiting that much, I don't know. I just I want there to be a little something extra. That's just I'm already we already got pretty much besides the mid card titles, the two nights are pretty much set in stone. Now, obviously, we might have these you know 
We don't know if the KO show is going to turn into a match. Hmm. We don't know if Rollins is going to have a match. Hmm. But there's no confirmed U.S. title match. There's no confirmed IC title I think, match. I think the U.S. title is I think it's confirmed. I think that's still, at least from the dirt. Okay. I'm not saying confirmed. I don't think Priest did anything on Raw, but again, I watched three hours of Raw in 2020. <laughs> okay, yeah, because I remember last week, Damian Priest did beat Balor. And I think, and it looks to be they're going to set up. Cause I'm not, I'm not sure if you know, but Damian Priest has an alter ego, the Damian. So I think it's going to yeah, be the, yeah, da- yeah. the Damian versus the Demon at WrestleMania. Oh, well, that would be dope. I'm I'm here for that. That would make sense. Um, yeah, they were doing the Damian thing while I was a babyface for some time. Um, any other tidbits on what you think would be the right way on booking Cody? Well, I kind of like I, I kind of like your idea of Rollins kind of like not even having a mystery opponent announced on Monday, just kind of him, like, showing up and possibly somewhat hijacking the show. And it'll make sense yeah. for, like, it'll make sense for night two, because, like, all right, this is the last night. I'm doing something. <laughs> and then so, Cody just come out. Bubba said and busted open, and it's one of those things, like, again, obviously, Raw's been around, what, 30 years almost? It's, it's one of those things. You're going to see same things be redone, redone, redone. We've seen people go out there and countless times whether they actually do it or not they're going to say I'm going to hold up the shot or like it'll go to a commercial break I'm not leaving the ring and after a commercial break they some you know an authority figure comes out and pulls them out the ring or brings security or whatever has it ever happened at a pay-per-view if so maybe once or two but it was probably once or twice but it was probably a b-show somebody holding up mania like yo the show's not going on until I get oh, not mania no that that would be special. We need we need something fresh. We need something like that, and we should get that match similar to the poster behind you at Mania 34 when Taker and Cena oh, yeah, wasn't true. it wasn't a declared match until then. You're yeah. So I, I think we kind of came up with some good booking. Thank you. So another question from Prep. Uh, he wants to know our thoughts on Hangman Adam Page's world title reign thus far. He does have a note that he personally does think it's been underrated. He thinks the matches been great, quality, top billing with fire undercard matches. That if you're kind of if you're following the full product, you're enjoying everything. You're getting a girl in his eyes. He's getting a, a good world champion and a good undercard. And when you listen to the crowd while he's out there, he's still so over. Your thoughts on Hangman Allen Page as world champion? Well, we kind of hit on this a few weeks ago. Uh, I think when we previewed Revolution, just because you're, like you could still have great matches and all these things, but do you still feel like the champion? Now, to mm-hmm. to us or whoever's watching, like you may think feel like he's the champion, but it's all about kind of the way you position. Cause I still feel like there's other things that are seem to be more priority than Hangman Page as champion, like. I'm not like granted. I still haven't watched it yet, but his first challenge—no, oh, it wasn't his first challenger. Brian was his first challenger. The Lance Archer thing. Yeah. I thought that was two matches back to back with Brian. Then the Lance. Yeah, Archer. I, yeah. So the Lance Archer thing. I thought that was going to be his opponent going into Revolution, but it wasn't. It was before Revolution, and I don't know how you feel about Lance Archer at this point, but that's nothing. Is kind of that's nothing really to get excited about. The Adam Cole thing was kind of. Um, it it wasn't lo- built very long, so take it for what take it for how you want it. And we talked well, about well, still going on. Oh, is it okay? So take it. Adam take, Cole actually steals the belt from him tonight. Okay, and 
he leaves with it. Okay, so and commentary's putting it over. He's stealing the belt. He's okay, so that, okay, so that's still going on. But going into the Revolution match, he was like, eh, okay, and but it still felt like Adam Cole was a bigger deal than him, even though he was the champion. It still felt like the Bucks were a bigger deal than him as a champion, and. CM Punk and MJF was a bigger deal than him as champion. And as a champion, you kind of want to be at the top of that pecking order. So if I say, what I have to say is Underwoman, even though he's getting, a, you can still get a good a good crowd response. You can still have top matches. But Underwoman is more about where you, like where you are in the pecking order. And even though he's a champion, he's not, for me, at the top of my pecking order, the things I'm looking for in AEW, as much, even though I do like Hangman Page. So my thoughts on it. I think this is classic. I agree with Prep. I think this is the underrated run. But I think this is classic where, you know, this show here has been around six years. And when we talk about stuff, whether it be six years ago, eight years ago, ten years ago, wow, that was an underrated run. That was an underrated storyline. I think in hindsight, this has the potential to be it because these matches have been great. The issue is I don't necessarily agree that he's being booked properly. Is everything on AEW going well and the undercard being booked strongly? Yes. However, now again, Revolution, he did main event the card. But we get a segment a little bit in the main. Jay Lethal and Adam Cole have a match. Adam Cole goes over. Him and Red Dragon call out Adam uh, Adam Page. He comes out. Eventually there's a low blow. They, they beat on him. And when Luchasaurus, uh, when Jurassic Express comes out, they bolt with the belt. Why couldn't that segment be at the end? <laughs> I get it. Jericho is, you know, he's got this new thing with Inner Circle 2.0, and they have a match, squash two guys from uh, the Dark Order. That's my issue. I, I think I'm still more interested in Hangman Adam Page than I am with Adam Cole. I don't think Adam Cole's the right guy to dethrone him. I get it. There could be another baby face in line for Adam Cole to beef with, but I'm already kind of over it after the Revolution storyline. If there's going to be another rematch, I think it's got to be a rematch or a Dynamite coming up soon, and then boom, on to the next thing. But I do think we need to get, once this is over or as this progresses, we need to get Adam Page back to the main, main, main you know, the 10 o'clock slot. The show should be ending, and we should be seeing the champ whether it's him drinking a beer, whether it's him helping somebody out or him going over, whether it be a singles match, a trios match or whatever, but him in the middle of the, of the show, it does not seem world champion S to me. We didn't see after revolution. CM Punk wasn't there. They were hyped up that he was returning. He had a banger with Dax Harwood in the opener. That was more important than the little segment we saw with the world champion Jericho with 2.0 doing the thing in the main well, they booked that. Like, that was more important. Uh, everything they did in the women's division kind of seemed like it got a little more uh, focused than that. And then the other thing, like, I'm I'm still, I'm more, I hate to say it, but I'm more interested in what's going on in, in the, the mid-card, the TNT championship. Everything America's top team's doing with Scorpio Sky is more interesting, and that's, like, that's must-see TV on a weekly basis. So I think they need to do something better. I don't want to see say just because what we've got so far that it's time to strip him of the belt, but I do hope we get a change. I don't think Adam got Adam Page. Adam Cole is not the man to be uh, dethroning Adam Page. Not this. Not this reign. Maybe Adam Page loses the title, wins it back in a year, and then Cole can beat him. 
I don't think this is the right time. Yeah, I, I got a couple of things. So I think we could all agree that uh, how can I put this? That these mid card world title reigns come come in as underrated. I mean, think about for example, Kurt Angle in two thousand, mid world champion, but he main evented, but he wasn't booked to be the main event. He main evented when he was with Austin or The Rock. Other than that, he was probably in the middle of the card. Uh, re- for more recently, Kofi Kingston. We enjoyed Kofi's run. He he feuded with, with Joe. He feuded with Randy, and then eventually lost to Brock. Yep. But he also was defending that title. He, I also feel like he main evented the show while he was champion. Like um, Bobby Lashley in that second reign. Now again, I know he didn't compete while he had that second reign. I don't think Kofi like, really main evented as champion. I did. I, I know a lot of the cards. He was thrown into the middle. Maybe I'm thinking too much of Monday Night Raw because maybe on SmackDown or whatever champion. Not on pay per view. He didn't main event on pay per view. The main um, SmackDown, oh, or whatever show yeah, he was on, he probably he did. Was on SmackDown. Yeah, but pay, the pay per views, he 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 didn't main event. You but, know, a match was runs through my head immediately when you bring that up is him and Rollins or Raw. Okay, yeah. So he didn't main event a lot, but if you want to talk about storylines, there a lot of times they're gonna come in underrated. And uh, to piggyback off Hangman Page, they're in a weird AEW's in a they're kind of in a funky spot with him because whether or not they think it's working or the we don't whether or not the way it's working. They don't have a pay-per-view until May. So I'm not sure if this Adam Cole thing will last until May, but they're in an odd spot because who's next after Adam Cole? I'm not sure what the rankings are, but you have to think about will Hangman be the one? Because basically, I'm fantasy booking, but I think we can all agree this is going to happen. Does Adam Cole, I mean, does Hangman Page face CM Punk for the title at All Out in Chicago in August? Is he the one that's going to face him? There's so many moving parts there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, w- would it be Punk in Chicago? Probably. I don't believe so because with this rank, the ranking system they have, he's only lost what once or twice. And well, he he's w- already like he when he went over on Dax, he's already doing like you're right. But I mean, can can we hold him off to August? I, I'm sure they can. But he's already doing the gesture. Yeah, he 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 wants out of belt. Yeah, so I'm not sure if, if Hangman will make it to August or not, but it's kind of interesting to see they're in a weird spot now. Like, do do you want to go with Hangman until the end of the summer? I'm over here just trying to figure out. Yeah, okay. So, I guess the thing that runs through my head with all of it is, I believe it was All Out 2019. That's when Jericho won the world title. Mm-hmm. Jericho won the world title second you could say it's the fourth AEW event because they had the we had double or nothing we had the two free pay-per-views in the middle of the summer Jericho wins he's the first champion holds the title till revolution 2020 right before COVID Moxley wins Omega Omega wins the title at full gear and then drops the title Drops the title. No, I'm trying to remember. I guess it was full gear again. Yeah, full gear. Yeah, it, well, he. I think then he went at winners coming. I think. Hey, it was, no, uh, Kenny. I think Kenny no, won at the, the winner show. I just. The woman like Sting a, came back. Like a dynamite. The woman Sting came back. Winner is it called Winners Coming? Then he won it then, on TV. I don't believe so because I just searched. But he did lose it at full gear to Hangman. Adam. Oh wait, 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 wait. You, you're right. This doesn't. Okay, that's what I thought. 
Yeah, it was on Donald. Okay, perfect, perfect, cool. All right, thank you for catching that. The only thing I'm trying to figure out here is Kenny won on Dynamite. Everyone else has one on a pay-per-view. So it wouldn't be completely out of the realm until between now and May for there to be a title change, and it could happen on Dynamite. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of the thing. I just – I don't know. They – I guess Adam Page could win it in the meantime, but I do think they got to spice something up to make that world title division matter more. Something's got to change. I love both Adams. I'm a fan. At this point in life, I think I'm more of a fan of Hangman over <laughs> Bay Bay. So much more to relate to. <laughs> I relate to both. Bay Bay's <laughs> both uh, we're both PA born, PA proud. Actually, I don't know how proud he is. He books himself from Florida. <laughs> Speaking oh, of speaking of booking yourself, as much as I'm knocking the current world title picture in AEW, I'm still a fan. Enjoyed Dynamite tonight. Might might even be crazy enough to watch Rampage this Friday. I don't think I'm crazy enough to watch SmackDown. It ain't the go home show yet, so I won't be watching SmackDown this week. Mister Josh Prepagina had a third and final question for us, and. I'm going to answer first because I think your answer is going to matter more. How can WWE regain a lost fan? I'm going to give you the most marked answer in the world. I'm actually going to give a two-parter. One, we just talked about how currently, at least to my knowledge, uh, Ricochet's IC title, which he's tweeting a picture of the belt that he won two weeks ago and saying, in case you forgot. So it's it's forgettable. The Intercontinental title is forgettable. Uh, Finn Balor wins the title, and then he he wins the U.S. title. He loses to Austin Theory, and then he loses to Damian Priest. Make those mid-card titles matter. Make the mid-card titles matter, and I'll be a little more interested. Aside from that, this is what I'm saying, Mark. Book the hell out of Cody. If Cody comes, I'm, I'm going to watch Mania. I'm going to watch both nights. I'm going to watch the third night because I'm going to watch the Monday Night Raw. And hopefully they do something strong with him. If it's kind of a BS storyline right from the jump, I'll lose interest real quick and be back to what was a 30-minute product and smack down something I watched the highlights of Saturday, hungover. Bestie, ball's in your court. Okay. Uh, First of all, do like I do. Don't take it so damn serious. (laughs) That's the first thing. Because... so take it serious. So, am I should I just watch the bad product? No. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this: a lot of people, when their god doesn't win, oh my god, why would they do that? Like, like their life is ending. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't don't do. Well, we all know I don't do that. I I, I know. I'm I'm talking about how to get the laps fans. So I'm telling fans, don't take this shit so seriously because it's not that serious. And what I have, what I've done is, I I take it in my wrestling completely different now. Um, like I said, like unless it's pay per view <laughs> unless it's a pay per view week, I'm not cramming everything in. Like when it's pay per view, when we're trying to preview a pay per view and review a pay per view, that's when I, especially the preview, I'm trying to gather everything together because we have weeks of build. I gather everything together and I give my and I give my synopsis on what I think is going to go on and what's going on with the storytelling. Review of the show, I'm watching everything. All three, four hours of it, so I can give the best review I possibly can. But other than that, I kind of like pick and choose. So, for example, like this week, not much happened, but like Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, that was fun. I wa- I pay attention to that. Um, 
What else? What, what else happened? A couple weeks ago, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Bian- Becky messed up Bianca's throat or whatever. You know, a lot of stuff isn't that important. A lot of stuff is hit or miss. So I look, I'm kind of looking at things that, on a weekly basis, unless we're reviewing a pre- preview and pay per view. I'm looking at the things that hit and I'm paying attention to that. So that's number one. Number two, you have to, like you said, intercontinental titles. Everybody cares about titles. Everybody does. Make them feel important. Everybody ha- is nostalgic for their childhood. In their inner in their belts, so you you care about the titles. You want these titles to mean stuff, mean stuff. But at the same time, you have to have this will help a laps fan. You have to have like compelling superstars, and and this day and age is actually hard because social media, like there's no like there's no like the heels eat with the heels and the faces drive with the faces. There's none of that anymore, so it's kind of hard to do it. So for me, the lap for the laps fan, the laps fan isn't enjoying Brock Lesnar then I don't know what to tell you. Because this man's been amazing. It really has. He really has. But that's what I would say. Just don't take it too seriously and kind of grasp, grasp, gravitate, try to gravitate towards somebody. And like you said, Cody, you won't see Cody booked in a position. And then depending on how old you are, if you're talking about for people our age, they're holding, like if they're if our age, like they're holding like their attitude era so close to the heart because they think everything they had to was ever was great when it really wasn't. So it's like, hey, watch it. <laughs> so it's like they won't be like, oh, I want to see, I want to see shit blow up. I want to see people drinking beer. I want to see the girls naked and stuff. It's just like that's not going to happen. So, There's only fans. No fans <laughs> out here. 10k in the first. There you round. go. Reddit. Um, <laughs> but like I said, just try to grab gravitate towards somebody, and hopefully. They do the right thing by them because WWE, like as much as we shit on them and stuff like that, there's years of that on this show. They actually do can they do and can tell good stories when they feel like it. AEW, same as well. They can they can tell good stories. Not everything hits, but they can do it. So I would just say grab, try to find somebody to gravitate towards them. Sit back and enjoy the storytelling. Be patient. AEW is doing a great job at long-term storytelling. WWE does it when they want to, but AEW, since they only have those four shows, they're doing a great time spreading out that spreading out their storytelling, which is really good. So I would just say, be patient, gravitate to, gravitate towards somebody, and just don't take it serious. Just don't take it so seriously. Just sit back and enjoy it. So I'm just gonna counter counter Prep's question with another question for you. So. The main thing I think of what you're saying out there that is current, that is good, that you can't hook, that everyone should be able to hook onto, is what Brock's doing. But Brock is doing that with Roman or in SmackDown. Two out of the five hours of weekly episodic TV. You're not defending that three hour shit show they give us every month. Oh, 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 no, no. There's really no really defending that all the time. Because, like, Edge is a highlight on Raw. And, so. Sorry to cut you off, but also Edge. Now again, Edge. We almost we get him more than Brock, but not much more. And then Brock, how much are we going to get him after Mania? Oh, probably not at all. We've been spoiled with him right now, and yeah, we did just get that terribly bad camera cut angle of him uh, running a forklift into that SUV. (laughs) But when Roman goes over at Mania, he's he's gone. Yeah, it's Edge and RK Bro. At the moment for me. And that's and that's about it for Raw. But also, like for the Laps fan and preps our age. So, as I said, we get matches and moments, 
But the thing is, but there's so much going on that these things don't last forever. Like if you kind of flip 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 the timeline, flip the flip the flip the events in the years happen. For example, um, TLC, the original TLCs. How would they would they last? The they've 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 held they've held their their spot through time. But if that happened now. Would those matches still be in high regard or would they just be forgotten because there's so much going on now and the world moves too fast to care? So there's a plenty of things that go on that are we tout on the show that is amazing, but in a month from now or so, we'll just forget about it. I always say the world moves too fast to care. And that's and that's one thing with everything nowadays, especially wrestling. Wrestling, music, movies, TV shows, it's it's the same thing. Nothing really stands the test of time. If you really stand the test of time, then you really did something. And that's one thing that's a problem with wrestling. I'm not sure what Prep's been watching. I'm not sure if, if Prep's gravitated he, he towards. Watch, he watches the he watches the AEW product okay. weekly. Yeah, and stays up to that. He's he's entertained by what he gets on a weekly Wednesday basis. I talked to him almost when the show was starting. He's like, "Hey, I don't like fast forward." He's like, "I'm going to watch it when it starts." And <laughs> ten o'clock, I'll I'll be about at ten o one. You know how he is. <laughs> yeah. So that so that that also kills things for today's fans as well. So, listen, I can't defend Raw. I, I just can't. Um, like Speaking said, of Dynamite, I did give my one, you know, my heartstrings on the mid-card titles. One thing you will pop and approve for, Sammy Guevara did hit uh, a little Shawn Michaels line where he he was saying, you know, I, I don't need anyone. I'm paraphrasing, but he said something about it. he doesn't need people nitpicking his style. As they said, they've been saying he, it's going to take years off his career. He said it's worth it. And the out. You know, the outpour he gets from the crowd, the love he gets from them. And he said, I'm going to put on a show like nobody else. Because why? Because I can. Go back and forth. <laughs> Dan Lambert comes out with um, the world's greatest, whoever they are, Scorpio Scott. Men of the year. <laughs> Men of the year. I can't remember the name because that's such a bad name. Love, love Scorpio Sky. Uh, Ethan Page, big fan of both. But tag team name, it's still silly for me. However, they come out, basically Dan Lambert says, hey, look, we already beat you. We're, we're not focusing on the past. Dip out. Ty, Ty cuts a little promo. They keep going back and forth. And uh, Dan Lambert takes off because he is wearing the second TNT belt. They are, we talked about this last week. He's wearing one. Scorpio Sky's got the other on his shoulder. So as he's leaving, he kisses the main center plate. And Ty calls him out and he said, by the way, you wouldn't be kissing that if you knew what we did while wearing it. And then Ty tweets out after a picture of him laying in bed naked with the belt. Yeah. <laughs> I got to look at that. I got to find that. That's definitely a good one. That's a mark for a belt and some good storylines and a good promo. You got three in one right there. Shout out to the Wednesday prop. I got I to gotta find that. I got to look that up. That's, that's awesome. Mm-mm-mm. Well, wrap up to the show. I ain't got much more in this bag of tricks for the evening. Next week, we'll be back to preview the show of shows. Most stupendous WrestleMania. Two nights of WrestleMania. So, until then, maybe have a couple cold ones. El Segundo Lager or IPA. Go on ringside collectibles. Use code M Madness to save ten percent. My best friend and I will see you next yeah. week. And also hit that like button so I can get the hell out of my apartment and 
I can get a house. Hey, S- subscribe, comment, everything. Baylor needs a four bedroom room right now. For real. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they hop on the top rope by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now. Hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band. Y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman. It's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land. Off the cell. Fans love it. Ain't hard to tell. Talking madness. Awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man. Y'all off the smell.